Hello, this is a Trevor Jackson podcast sponsored by Anchor app. Hey, so what's good, my beautiful people? Like today on the podcast, you know what I'm saying? I just want to touch bases with my folks and talk about the DMX situation. And uh, did y'all see the Cameron Drink Champs interview? Like, if you ain't seen the Cameron Drink Champs, I said drink, drink tramps. <laughs> it's late night. I'm a little bit tired, but I'm getting to it. The Cameron Drink Champs interview. Man, it was dope. It was very informational. If you want to know more about Rockefeller, if you want to know more about his rise in hip hop, New York hip hop, from a real perspective, from a real point of view, because him and Nori, man, it was doing things back in the days, man. It was doing big things. And the paid and full movie and all that, man. Dame Dash, Jay-Z, Biggs, Burt, all of that, man. Rockefeller Records. They talking that talk on there. And uh, also, I got a question to ask y'all. Like, would you let your woman, the woman that you with all the time, create an OnlyFans page? Would you do that? Or are you too insecure? We'll talk about it a little bit more later. And also, man, Kodak Black, he don't appreciate that party. He got a presidential party and he out acting a fool. But we'll get into it here in a moment, man. Let's do it. The Trevor Jackson Podcast. Now what y'all want me to do? Keep your shit the hardest. It's about to go down. Niggas is ready to start this. War, that's for sure. Make it come again. We ride and die. Cause I niggas is ready. Now what y'all want me to do? Keep your shit the hardest. It's about to go down. Niggas is ready to start this. War, that's for sure. Make it come again. We ride and die. Cause I niggas is ready. I want monopoly money, but I ain't even halfway there. Do it dirt, a nigga got to take the back way there. What it is, is the biz. Politics as usual. Wow. That's what it is tonight, man. It's politics as usual. So uh DMX, man. Prayers up for DMX. Big prayers like get well soon, homie, man. I don't want you to go out the way. People perceiving that you're gonna go out. <sighs> but like today, they had a visual, a visual, a visual outside of the hospital where DMX is located at. The Rough Riders was there, his family members was there, his kids was there. His mother was there and like, man, I'm going to pull up a video so y'all can see the visual if you haven't seen it already. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the impact DMX had on the hip hop culture and why his fall is like sad for the hip hop culture. It's like real sad because DMX at one point in time, he was the hottest in the game. It wasn't nobody hotter than DMX for like a couple of years, man. Movies. He was an actor, a phenomenal actor, and he was a great artist, a very influential artist. And DMX, man, get well soon, man. For real, real talk. But with no further ado, we're going to pull the video up. And we're going to talk that talk about this video. Let's see what uh was going on at the visual outside the New York hospital. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
play too much more of that because most likely y'all already seen that and i hope y'all already seen that but like dmx impact man it's one of a kind like it's one of a kind dmx the artist dmx was was a very passionate artist an artist that spoke his truth and uh this message that i'm about to say is for the young individuals like Young individuals might not know the impact DMX had because if you're 21, 22, 23, the impact he had was like in the early 2000s. Like it was before 50 Cent run. It was before Jay-Z first blueprint run because some people like to call Jay-Z the GOAT. I'm one of them. Jay-Z's longevity and the success he had in the hip-hop community and his hip-hop career throughout his career is like unmatched. But it was one point in time when Jay-Z was opening up. He was the opening act for DMX. DMX was the biggest. That uh, I think it was the Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood album. It went five times platinum. And uh, he had another album that went five times platinum. He was the first artist to come out with two platinum albums within one year's time. That's big. It ain't, I think Future is the only other artist that ever done that. But at the end of the day, DMX impact is unmatched. And the movies he played in, he played in a lot of movies and the roles that he played in those movies, he played well in those movies. And I'm not speaking on DMX like he's already passed. Cause I don't, I don't wish that on no one. I hope DMX recovers, but also like in the movies, let's get back to the movies, the movies that he played. He was beside like, uh, Jet Lee at the time. Jet Lee was like the biggest karate actor. He was a huge actor. He had just came off his rush hour runs. You know what I mean? And and now he's standing alongside DMX and DMX is fighting in those scenes and everything. And before Beyonce, the biggest female uh, artist in the black community was Aaliyah. And he was standing beside Aaliyah. He was with Aaliyah. He was in movies with Aaliyah. So DMX impact is unmatched. And all I want to say is get well fast, my brother. Please get well fast. And we're looking forward to hearing more music from you, hearing more creative thinking, your creative. Like, okay, another thing about DMX too, he was preaching. Like, he was preaching real sermons. He knows the word of the Bible. And the things that he was saying was very impactful, what DMX was saying. So like, DMX, man, he's one of a kind, man. God took his time when he made DMX. My perspective and my uh, thought process about DMX. And uh, he was just recently on Drink Champs. He did a versus against Snoop Dogg, like the dog battle. 
know what I mean? Get well soon, my brother. That's all I got to say. And then on to an, another topic. Uh, Kodak Black. Come on now. You got a presidential pardon, dog. A presidential pardon. And you out here acting a fool. Running through uh, all types of antics. Just last night you got shot at. And your, uh, your security guard got shot. And you made an Instagram post. I ain't going to put it up on the screen. But you made an Instagram post talking about y'all should have shot this instead of <laughs> the other vehicle that got shot at. Y'all should have shot this. So that means you welcoming the beef. And people saying that Kodak Black was a clone when he first came out. Man, the Project Baby still the same nigga he was before he got locked up. And all the praise and all the love and people saying free Kodak. We want to see Kodak free. Like people are interested in the antics and the foolishness that Kodak does and has going on. But like, man, he's not an appreciative individual. Him and Southside beefing. Just Southside spoke on like the beef and stuff that uh, he said, Kodak, you don't run Broward. You don't run Miami or whatever. I'm here right now, nigga. And, and said, we can lock it up and get to it right now. And not 24 hours after uh, Southside made that uh, statement on Instagram Live, Kodak Black, one your security guard got shot, dog. So that's wild, man. Kodak, man, get your shit together, dog. Real spill. And uh, the thing that I was mentioning earlier before the podcast started where I was saying that uh, would you let your lady or your significant other, your wife, your woman, start an OnlyFans page. The reason I say that is because Bad Baby, she had just turned 18. And she made a million dollars in six hours on OnlyFans. She didn't show no flesh. She didn't show anything. Like, is it that many simps out here? Like, is is it is it that many of y'all lame niggas running around her, like, wanting to see a child? Or perverts or whatever, man? Like... That's uh catch me outside. The the girl catch me outside. How about that? Like, are y'all attracted to that? Million dollars? Six hours? Hmm. Oh, is that a conspiracy? Did she really make that? But the question I'm asking y'all men, y'all claim to be pimps. Y'all claim to uh, you know what I'm saying? Like how your girl on lockdown. Uh are y'all trick? It seems like more tricks than pimps out here, but are you really pimping? Would you be insecure if your girl started the OnlyFans page? What if she didn't show her face? She just showed her body. And she made more money than you make at your nine to five or your trap money or your, you know what I mean, business or whatever. Would Are you too insecure to let her start an OnlyFans page? Hmm. Think about that for a minute. And in the comment section, you know what I mean? Uh, leave a comment. Say something about that. Are you too insecure to let your woman start an OnlyFans page? <laughs> I'll give y'all my answer at the end of the podcast. Nah, I'll give it to you now. If that's what she wants to do, I'll let her do it. I'm not too insecure. That's what she wants to do. Let her do it. Get that money, baby. Real spill. That's what a marriage is, really. When you sign that contract, you're in business with this person. Your finances is theirs. Their finances is yours. So in any kind of way that we can better each other, it's a business decision. Or do you want to have control over your woman and not let her make no money so you can have control when she eat, when she get her nails done, when she can get pretty? I ain't a controlling man. If we get money together and you got to do what you got to do to make the money, 
you got to do what you got to do to make the money, but continue to make me feel special also. Don't give a Murray thing. <laughs> a real talk, man. Okay, so I want to say something like if you watching this pod and you looking to the end of the podcast, do business with the people that I'm supporting at the end of the podcast. They're sponsors, they're supporters of this show. Like LaShonda Cobb, if your credit score a 200, she can help you get it up to a, a 800. Do business with her. She real. You know what I mean? She 1,000, man. She from the hood, the streets. She know the struggle. She understand the struggle so she can help you come up out of the struggles. Okay. Also, if you're in the North Carolina, South Carolina area and you're interested in buying real estate and you want to uh, further your real estate portfolio, I'll let Ruby write, man. Real talk. Holla at Ruby Wright. She handle business and she's accurate with the business. She's going to make sure that she give you her best efforts. And you know what I mean? You're going to come out with an outstanding performance from Ruby Wright. Also, uh, it's uh, coming up on summertime. Wifey got K. Wright sport out. You know what I mean? If you want to be comfortable while you're working out and you want uh, some phenomenal gear, some dry fit gear, and you want to look good while you're working out, you know what I mean? Holla at K. Wright Sports. She got the best. She got the best out right now. Okay. Also, we have authors. You know what I'm saying? We got authors. Troy M. Smith. <sighs> Phenomenal book. The most is an acronym. The Mindset of Successful Thinking. If you want to uh, like upgrade your thought process, your thinking, you want to have more positive thoughts, get the book. Link up with Troy. If you're writing a book, he can guide you in the right direction. Link up with Troy, Troy M. Smith. So at the end of the podcast, continue to look at the pod and uh, link up with these people. Also, we have musicians and my record label and artists on the label, Cold Blooded Records. They got phenomenal projects out. Jack Boy got a great project out called Money Talking. Easy just released the Rebirth. It ain't even been out three, two to three weeks, but it's fire. And he just released a video also to that. Go to his channel and check out Real, the visual. It's dope, man. So, okay, getting on into the podcast, I'm going to pull the video up, a camera on the camera situation that I didn't know about this. And uh, like the thought process of he broke up Rockefeller. Cameron and the dipset broke up Rockefeller. I noticed at that time when Cameron was on Rockefeller that Jay-Z was getting distant because them dipset boys was hot. They were smoking hot. But we're going to see what uh, Cameron had to say on Drink Champs when he was on Drink Champs yesterday. He was talking about, was he part of why Dame Dash and Jay-Z parted ways? Let's listen to it right quick. Anything you want to talk about. Did you think that Cam was the direct um, breakup Mm -hmm. of it? So... I think that's something that you have to ask Jay or Dame or whoever. But me personally, I just think it it is lack of communication. And Jay-Z wasn't, not saying respecting, he wasn't digging how shit was being ran when he wasn't around. That's what I think. And, you know, because Jay, when when I got there, Jay wouldn't come to office every day. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think he necessarily liked everything that was going on in the office. You know, whether it's decisions being made without him being talked to about it or anything like that to where he probably was planning to do shit on his own mm. before it came to light anyway. Mm. But it's something you have to ask him. Me personally, 
Do I think my situation played a role? Yeah, but not purposely that I did anything. I just think, I just think, and that's why I said I didn't want to go there. I just think that we bought too much there to where, to where like, yo, you got state property there. And I I don't want to use the word falling in line or bleak there. And I don't want, like I said, not falling in line because they more considered family. But we came there as almost like we fuck with y'all, but we We can't wait. Yeah, we can't wait. We don't want. Okay, okay. I'm gonna take the video down. I'm gonna take the video down. But I rock with Cameron Heavy, man. Cameron is dope. He real dope. And when he was at Rockefeller, the time he was at Rockefeller, I thought he was the hottest artist on the label. I thought he was hotter than Jay Z because Jay Z dropped the dud. The Blueprint Two was a dud. And if you don't agree with me, tell me what was the hits off the Blueprint Two. The Blueprint Two was a dud after uh, he dropped the Blueprint One because the Blueprint One was a classic. And at that time, Cam Jewels was dropping a uh, heat. They dropped uh, Diplomatic Immunity, Come Home With Me, Purple Haze. I forgot the title of uh, Jewel Santana album, but they was dropping heat after heat after heat. And Jay-Z had the corporate world, the people that like radio and commercial music, commercial jams. But Dipset had the streets and they was going platinum in the streets, doing the same amount of numbers as Hove in the streets. So why uh, I was interested in that podcast and why I'm telling y'all to watch that podcast is because uh, Noriega midway through the pod, he called PD Crack. Everybody remember PD Crack? PD, 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 PD. I forgot the, that record, but the title of that record, but PD, PD was an artist with state property. Well, he wasn't even with state property. I think he was directly signed to Rockefeller. But he used to uh, hang around with state property, Benny Siegel Freeway and all of them because he was a Philadelphia native also. So his lead single, Cameron, brought Petey Crack to uh, Rockefeller Records. I didn't have no clue about that. I didn't know nothing about that. And when he brought uh, Petey Crack to Rockefeller Records, him and Jewels hopped on a record. And Petey Crack confirmed this on the phone call. And uh, when he uh, called into the show... He said that uh, I was uh, doing the record with Cameron and Jewels, and I love the record. And he said I presented it to Jay Z, and Jay Z said you don't need them niggas on my uh, on your song. Delete that shit. He said delete that. So Petey Crack went back to uh, Cameron and told him what Jay Z said, and Cameron was cool with it. He said it's okay, man. They doing their thing over there. If if that's how he feel, then that's how he feel. You don't need me. But he said, I still got the song on CD. So he gave Petey Crack a CD when Petey Crack got on the airplane to meet up with Benny Siegel and them in state property in Los Angeles. So he played the song for Benny Siegel, said, how you like this song? You like this song? So Benny Siegel took the CD out of the uh, CD player and broke it. So they had bad intentions with Cameron and Dipset the whole time. That's basically what he was saying on the podcast. And it's more information on that podcast, man. I salute Cameron a lot because he don't do many interviews and he had a lot to say. That was a real good pod, man. But hey, I appreciate everybody tuning in to the show. Please subscribe to the channel. Please support the podcast. If you want more of these podcasts and you want more of me doing the show, hit that cash out, man. Drop something in that cash out. And next time we do a show, call into the show. I appreciate y'all. Peace, love, Plenty of abundance. Go and get you some money.
drop ballin', keepin' my mind at ease. I boy like Weezy, nigga. I stay in the quarter, shipping and handling. Your boy be grinding harder. I boy like BG. I keep choppers in the city, and they know I ain't for play, so they ain't fucking with me. I boy like Lil Turk. Okay. I'm always doing dirt. Okay. If a nigga out of line, I'm quick to put him on a shirt. Hot boy, I got a real big bank roll. A nigga ballin' like he found a whole pot of gold. Ryan slow when it foreign, ayy. You niggas boring, ayy. The money pouring, ayy. So fly, I'm soaring, ayy. Bitch so bad, got the tricks real sad. Cause the player dripped up all day. In a major way, I'm getting major cake. Don't need no major label. Been had major paper. Don't rock with the traders. We tipping the waiters. Hundred dollar table. Fresh line. With the Detroit Jackson Podcast.